What's up, superhumans? Thanks for joining me again on the Superhuman Playbook Podcast. Today I am joined by my good friend, Ray Lopez. He is an expert in web and graphic design, the host of Padres Productivos Podcast, and one of our five-star Superhuman Academy coaches. Like Jamie, Ray was one of the original contributors to the Superhuman Playbook, whose chapter did not end up in the first edition of the book due to unforeseen circumstances, but we will fix that today. In the episode, Ray shares about his experiences leaving his academic career to join the nightclub scene in Cancun as a 17-year-old, much to his parents' displeasure, managing an Apple store turned corporate dungeon, and ultimately realizing his potential through super learning and becoming an amazing husband and proud father of triplets. And toward the end of the conversation, he will also be detailing one of the most pervasive problems facing ambitious learners and how he ultimately overcame that problem, and you can too. So make sure to stick around to the end of this interview with Ray Lopez. Hey, Ray, how's it going, man? Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to, to be here and uh, somehow be being part of this project. Yeah, being uh, this, this book was super fun to write. Like, I... I tell people all the time that they should write a book, even if they have nothing to write about, <laughs> just because the experience is amazing. And I definitely loved writing my first book, but writing with other people was just such a cool experience. I loved like seeing everybody's different voice come out through the writing was super cool and how they all work together. Yeah. Whole project was just a blast. Yeah. I actually, I get the opportunity to be, like to be like a witness of of the entire process just to let everybody know i was meant to be part of this process as well i was going to write the chapter somehow this year has been really challenging for for me so putting things on perspective i decided to jump out of that boat in order to keep some some sanity on on my mind but uh i really i really love I've been listening to every, the previous episodes and I think the content is awesome. It's lots of golden nuggets on each content. So I hope to, I hope I can provide the same experience on this one. Yeah. Just like with Jamie, I was so bummed when we couldn't get your, <laughs> your chapter done in time just with everything going on. Cause I was really excited. You had, uh, I don't think we're actually going to talk talk about what you were originally going to talk about for the book. I think the the topic that you had chosen for the book was kind of a different perspective on sales and what it means to sell and selling mindset specifically. Like you have to sell yourself every day, what that looks like. And I really personally have a passion for that that subject. I think it's really misunderstood. It's really special. So I was really excited about that. I think it would have been would have been a cool add in, but. Um, Maybe we can talk about that a little bit today if you want to. Yeah, we can. Some other stuff to get to as well. We can. We can definitely talk about that because um, I think I don't want to just grab the microphone and start to talk. So <laughs> obviously, I know that one of the first questions is like, tell us a little bit about yourself, right? So I would like to kick off, and somehow my the story I want to share or the parts of the story I want to share are really related to to sales actually which is the stuff i've been doing for more than 20 years or 
yeah, for more than 20 years. And somehow the uh, super learner methodology and all the techniques, like they, they were a, a life changing for me. That was like a point of no return or a very important moment in my life when I moved from just know that I was good at sales to applying that professionally, even though I've never been in college, for example. Mm-hmm. So um, I was born on a mid-class family in Mexico City, one of the craziest cities in the world. I had the privilege to to study on some private schools. But for me, the learning or the studying school was was really like torture. I hate it all the time somehow i managed to jump from one grade to the other until i was 16 years old when i i found out about these uh friends that they were doing these parties at nightclubs but in the afternoon for kids under 18 so they we call them tardeadas so we start to sell tickets for people in the school and that was like i find out i found out that i was really good at that I was one of the top sellers for for that. And that led me to start to work at nightclubs when I was 17, almost 18. So at some point, my life starts to move towards this, I don't know how to say, like, like I don't want to call it dark, but maybe not very productive area not conventional let's say so that's why i decided to, at some point when i was 18 i was like listen i don't want to go to school my father was like if you don't want to go to school you need to get a job so the, the job i got was at the nightclub sure <laughs> obviously he was not happy about that <laughs> but i was like then like long story short with all the background on the nightclubs i moved to cancun which is the nest or it's the place to be if you want to work in a nightclub, right? The night the night parties are really crazy. So I work over maybe a little bit more than nine years at nightclubs, doing sales, public relations. And that was like my dream job. I was in my 20s. I was doing party for, for living. And that was really like, that was really my thing for a long time. But at, in that environment, there's no... There's no much like growth mindset. There's no, at, at least you want to become a manager or maybe own your own club. There's no more paths to follow. Then I get a day job in an Apple retail store because I've been really good at technology as well. Like I've been able to manage the videotape or download me when I was 15. I, I was downloading free music from Napster for those who recall that side and uh so i end up working in this apple retail store and somehow i start to meet really cool people like designers people with some interesting projects and that job and that job let me quit the night job then i got married i got the training the trainee position on that on that store then i got married And then the store where I was working was sold to another company. We were like a premium Apple retail store. But everything was just like Apple for those out there who knows a store. You walk in and all the people in there is really cool. 
it's really easy going like you can be who you are but the company who absorbed this or who bought this this store they were more like a corporation so it's really boring and uh i quit and i i went into a really dark period of my life and i end up like even after nine years of working at night i used to party a lot of course but i never got into any addiction or drug abuse or something but on this period when i was already married and not working at night i went through this dark rabbit hole that almost got me divorced and really like on a really bad path so my wife and i we decided to move uh to spain she's from spain just to change the environment and change things and when i was there i started to work on my wife's family business but then i stumbled into this course super learner version one that was about five years ago and speed reading memory techniques i was like what's this i've never considered myself like a learner or a good student or somebody who who was craving for knowledge but then i found myself like craving for knowledge looking stuff to learn and to apply so uh when i was taking this course i took an intensive well in in spain they call it master it's like a course and I took graphic and web design and that's where my professional path took another direction on a good way. So long story short, I, uh, we, we got back to Cancun. That was a new version of myself and uh, a friend and I, we started this business. We got a software to build apps and we were trying to sell apps to small businesses. But then we found out that the problem was not the app people or small businesses they don't need it really an app they needed more clients so how can we get more clients like neither i or my friend we had no experience of digital marketing or marketing at all so this is how we start to we create a, a digital marketing agency like knowing nothing so this is where we start to consume lots of courses and lots of content we learn how to do seo how to blog how to how to create a landing page how to get clients how to craft an offer all the stuff that marketing involves and that's where i i noticed that all the super learner like i was able to consume a course like in record time faster than anybody else working with us so that's where that's where i start to consume lots of information and I, I guess the 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 thing i want to share with everybody in here is this that i believe is something common among super learners and it's what you have this ability to consume lots of content you get to consume lots of content information you start to buy courses books but sometimes you don't even do the courses you read the books or sometimes you read a book, you might remember what the book is about, but you don't apply anything. So basically, what was a really game changer for me was, okay, because I, I get to that point where I was also buying lots of courses about everything. And, uh, and then I stopped. I, I remember I listened to this episode uh, with Jonathan about uh, the self-help addict. I guess I can't remember the host. I'll make sure to 
to send it to you to post it on the notes but uh like it resonates with me a lot i was like okay so from what i have right now in my plate what what can i apply and i start to identify those key actions that were more significant to towards what i was doing and that helped me a lot and we get to grow this company to like really big then i got pregnant with triplets and everything changed <laughs> so basically that's where i am right now the uh, opportunity to become a coach uh, with the super learner community show up when my girls were like I, I think they were like two or three years two or three months old so i took it and right now what i do is i i quit or i sold my part on this company that was like they were doing really good but I, they needed time like for me so i decided to just sell that part and uh, dedicate to my own projects which is a few online stores and uh own my own my time in my schedule which is what i do right now and i'm really happy to take that path you know all right uh, thanks for the the big picture over overview there was a lot of stuff in there that i hadn't heard before either so <laughs> see, see that path and how you got to where you are um you know just from my perspective, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, especially when you're talking through some of those early years. What was that like to, you know, essentially you quit school, you tell your parents you're quitting school, they tell you to get a job, and then you immediately go into nightclubs as how old were you at that point? You know, 17, 18? I was say 17 years old. Yeah. Okay. What was, can you tell us more about what that was like? It was like, um, in in at that age was like the feeling of being free and uh this this might relate or not but my parents are divorced and i use that many years as an excuse to be rebel let's say so working at nightclubs like making my own money was like really attractive to me and uh yeah, I guess that's a, a feeling of fake freedom for that age. Yeah. So what made that fake for you? Because you said for you, you did that for nine years, you said. And at some point you decided to move on from that. So what was it that pushed you to, to move on from that life? Well, obviously in, in, in Cancun, maybe some of you know, some of you don't. But uh, there was a point where these... Uh, cartel mafia in the in the beginning the nightclub scene was like hippie or was a happy life for everyone we all were like like all the workers it's not the same being being a waiter for example at nightclub where you're in the rush for eight hours but my job was being a public public relations so I used to just invite clients, drink with them, invite them, like give them free passes or free bottles for the next time. So it was like the dream job. That's why I got hooked like nine years, I guess. Yeah. And then what pushed you, what pushed you away from that? Because it sounds like you, you said it yourself, that was kind of your dream job at the time. <laughs> what made the dream fade for you? 
it's it's funny because I bought an iPhone. I bought an iPhone and I remember it was an iPhone 3GS. And the same day I got the iPhone, I hacked the iPhone to, to download or to tweak it and that. So friends that or coworkers or people around me, they were like, hey, can you hack my iPhone? Can you hack my iPhone? And uh, that's why like, I got this fame or I got famous for being the techie guy around. And uh, that's how I end up working at Apple. And that's how this this is related, like tech technology or being uh, able to work with gadgets and all that stuff led me to work with Apple, which made me meet new and interesting people doing interesting projects. And uh, that's how I moved to this bright side. I see. Say. <laughs> okay, so then you, you moved from the nightclub scene into more of the tech scene uh i guess for you is because of the people and you found it to be an exciting new space was that the draw for you yes okay and then from there you said it kind of turned into this corporate dead end lifeless <laughs> job and that's kind of where you, i mean you mentioned after everything you've been through that was like the dark point for you so what made that <laughs> such a dark time in your life is the um, the store where I was working was first. It was brand new. We start. We build that store. People from Apple from California they come over, so they teach us how they 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 pass or they teach us all the uh, all the the vibe that this brand represents, which is be cool. Just all you had to do to show up was have your name tag and your T-shirt. Like you can have piercings, tattoos. You can talk as, as you want and and all the team in the store was like that we were like a, a really interesting team and and then when i got this trainee position i went to i went to mexico city to be trained with other trainers then i was the trainer of trainers so i had a really close relation with apple and all the uh all all what this brand represents which is for me is like being being nice and help people that's why i was re also really good at, at at that store because i used to be like okay what do you do you're a designer a designer okay so what do you usually do with your windows okay let me show you how easy it is to work with this mac salt so that that was my job like yeah. showing people a product that i was already loving but the store was really nice. Like we could hear music, any music, kind of music we want. And the environment per se was really nice. But then this company bought the store, but the store was not properly transferred. So the store was closed for three weeks, but it needed to pretend to be open. Hmm. So we need to liquidate all the, all the team but I was the manager, so I was the only one. I was the captain at the boat, in the boat, like sinking. So those three weeks time, like got really deep into my mood, let's say. That's how I end up like, I had lots of free time and uh, I guess that's how, uh, and bad, bad company as well, which is also very important. 
you're uh you're you're what five people around you like the the people around you you are uh an average of the five people you spend most time with and those companies were not really good for me so that's that's how i, I end up in this escaping mode life and uh when my when my wife found out like that was like, devastating for her and it was a very bad period to the point that we were not even one year married and i was about to get divorced <laughs> uh so when i when i hear that story just as a, you know an outsider listening to that i kind of would have expected at that point so okay so the store gets closed down so you move to another store or you go back to the nightclub scene you were so good at and you enjoyed but you went a different direction right so can you tell us you know what caused you to take a different path yeah i i knew that i needed to change the environment so we found this opportunity to move to just put an ocean in between we had we we bought a house in cancun we had like had over 15 years of history like 14 years of history in cancun and we decided to put an ocean in between and go to to my family my wife's family business was uh, was like a total change a radical change of environment that helped me to first clear clear off like get clear and um not just the body but the mind and also another thing that helped me a lot was i get to experience what the real family is over there with all the goods and bads i get to experience what a family is and they were very supportive with me and uh, that kind of empowered me and uh, and to be honest this this course the super learner course changed my life i was like it was like a pivot in my life like bam it took me up and it changed my identity i changed my identity thanks to that course and i start to see myself like somebody with the like with the how to say it, with the i don't know how to say that like with hunger with i was hungry of more which never really happened before Okay. Yeah, that that's really interesting. So you you feel like you know that that dark place is what I mean it forced you to pretty much start your life over. You started your a new life in a totally different country across the ocean. And mm. what was it that brought that hunger? Like where did that come from? Because it was the um when I, when I started to learn or to absorb information related to digital marketing no sorry at that point was not digital marketing was web design and uh also jonathan well the super super human academy is not just about super learner also i started to listen to all the episodes and how biohacking so i got into biohacking and i started to hear and experience or and meet people that was doing like really cool stuff i was like i feel like that because in the beginning or since since i was young when i said i was downloading free free music from the web when i was like 15 i used to download music and sell 
burn mp3 cds to my friends <laughs> so i was like I, I wanted to have my own thing and to be honest my for me a corporate job nine to five it's like it's never been really appealing for me so this was like okay i can have i can i can do i can try to do what i want which led me to all this marketing area or professional area and i guess like if i could do if i could do that like everybody could do that like anybody can do that with the right approach because i drop off college i never took the uh, professional way or i never took my professional study on a for formal or i never took this professional study path where i took the uh, i want to learn this and apply that towards something i really enjoy so so yeah that's it it seems like you know just listening to your story and i wonder if you see this see it this way but you know as i'm listening to it it sounds like you really have these the seeds of desire for what you're doing now all the way back when you were even a kid <laughs> that you had that entrepreneurial spark that desire to do something different you weren't afraid of rejection at least it doesn't sound like it early on and it almost seems like and maybe this is just from an outsider perspective it almost seems like it maybe it took that dark time and that moving across the ocean and that starting completely fresh to fully realize that potential that you had yeah i will like seeing these from a stoic perspective let's say my mother my mother like she used to cry like what are you doing that job she was not really happy of the path i was taking but at the end when i start to to do all all of this professionally speaking i was like listen all the stuff that i've been through has been helping me to now be here where i am and uh I, like all i did was party too much i'll say but obviously now uh, i've been reflecting a lot about the kind of education i want to provide to my to my girls because i believe the educational at least in mexico the education or the school system it's broken it's not really meant to empower and to take your potential to the biggest level it's like just go over there sit down study repeat and that's why i end up hating school like i hate it <laughs> i really hate it so it doesn't matter if you it doesn't matter how old are you from my perspective it doesn't matter how old are you as long as you have the, like the will or you you have that feeling that you want to do something and you're willing to do what it takes you can get there like now sometimes when i when i first applied to the coaching program I was like, oh, there's neuro neuroscientists and all these incredible like engineers, like there's all these incredible people, like what am I doing here, right? But at the end, most of the clients that I had help, 
it's uh, it's obviously related to super learn super learner techniques and help them to achieve their learning goal but it's always an it's a bigger goal behind what you want to learn what what you want to do with all the stuff that you want to learn so that's why uh, sometimes they're like, I have this course, should I, should I learn how to do SEO? Uh, should I know how to do uh, WordPress? And uh, I'm a big fan of essentialism. So it's like just like by, by asking why repeatedly, like a few times you can get to the, to the point and, and find out the real goal and just identify the two or three things that is that are really going to help you get there faster and identify those who those things that won't get you closer yeah i think you know when i when i hear your story and what you're talking about now something i the image that i get you know i'm always thinking visually that's kind of how we were trained to <laughs> the image i get yeah. you know, this is you know someone with a massive amount of potential without direction and then finding that direction and all of a sudden that potential is unleashed. You know, I hear that in your story and I hear that in the way that you, you try to coach others. Uh, you know, it's, it's usually the failure is not from lack of potential. It's <laughs> from lack of direction. And then once you have that direction, uh, knowing how to move, you know, how to unleash that potential, how to actually activate it so you're moving forward. And one of the things that you uh, shared with me that you'd be interested in talking about, so I definitely want to give you the opportunity to, is one of the really common mistakes people make when they're trying, even if they've got their direction. Uh, and you started to hint at this a little bit. So I want to let you go with that. But what's what's one of those common mistakes that maybe you've made uh, a lot that people take? It's uh, when you learn how to learn, what we were mentioning was the information overload. You start to consume lots of content and you read lots of books you buy lots of courses but then you don't you don't apply what you're learning for example with books you might you might read one or two books or maybe four month four books per month and you might recall what those books are about but from my experience not many people really apply what they're learning on those books so what happened to me was I was reading lots of books more for for to keep in a score than something else. I was it was like a egocentric score, uh, I would think. So that's when I stopped and I was like, what am I doing? Like this this is not really taking me somewhere. So I, I reduced the amount of information that I was taking. I hold myself on this fear of missing out. Uh like I need to buy that course to learn that I need to. So I was like, okay, what do I have that I haven't touched? And I was really interesting, interested. And instead of maybe consuming the entire, the entire course, I used to take one or two chapters and okay, I'm going to apply this one thing. This chapter says you can do 10 things. I'm going to apply one or two. And that's how I not noticed that the needle was really moving towards action and I was listening to to Jamie's episode, like you have that evidence. So, and you only get that evidence by taking action. Mm. Yeah, you, don't, you don't really need to read the entire book. If it doesn't matter if you read the entire book, if you don't really apply 
at least is fiction or something like that right but but if if like many of many people in this community i believe they're they're into this uh, better self area let's say and the only way to to become a better self is really taking action and be conscious about that that's what i think you're preaching you're preaching the superhuman playbook message right there <laughs> oh, plug for the book if you haven't picked it up yet pick it up <laughs> yeah pick it up but yeah so i mean again i'm still i have that image in my head of somebody who's you know you finally you got the direction and you can unleash your potential and when you talk about information overload the way i see that and the imagery is like all right somebody's got the car and they're not pressing the gas pedal and then they're like wait hold on let me get let me get four more tires it's like oh you got or you've already got four no i'm gonna get four more before, before i press the gas pedal i'm gonna get four more tires i'm gonna shove them in the trunk get on space one <laughs> buy a course about how to drive i'm gonna buy a course about how to drive i'm gonna get another owner's <laughs> manual stuff in the glove box <laughs> you know it's it's I'm going to buy a, a second set of windshield wipers. You know, you just keep collecting all this stuff and you're, you end up actually encumbering yourself, slowing yourself down because you're getting all this stuff, never pressing the gas. And it, it turns out, you, you know, you're only slowing yourself down and you didn't actually need all the extra stuff. Maybe it could help come in handy. Uh, I think this might be a, a Tim Ferriss thing. It was saying like just in time information rather than just in case information. I think that's yeah. what we're talking about. It's like, sure, you could learn everything in the world if you if you really want to try. You could dedicate your life to just learning constantly and get really good at it. Um, but if you never use any of it, if you never apply any of it, what's the point? Exactly. I was actually, I believe, was was in the in the Super Learners Facebook group uh, poll that you made and <laughs> the. The number one answer was it was about it was, uh, so I could yeah I asked uh, I asked you know I, I gave some options for why people wanted to learn the super learning skill set and one of the options I threw out there was so I can read all the books and learn everything in the universe and uh, that, was the, kind of a, <laughs> that was kind of a bait question because uh, that was the most popular response and, and I believe that's an that's an natural feeling when you unlock these yep. skills it's that's what happened to me i was like keeping score of how fast i can read an article or how quick i can end up a book and um, when when i was at the uh, at the agency i was like okay i just took this certification on on copy and how to optimize a landing page Okay, now what? <laughs> Next course. Stop. Do it. Apply it. Learn. Like that's that's when I that's when I realized I was like, okay, I'm consuming a lot of things, and this I would really suggest uh, for those uh, to those that somehow this idea resonates. If you out there find yourself like consuming lots of content, I invite you to listen to. I believe his name is Peter, self-help addict. I don't remember the number of the episode. I'll make sure to, to mention it, but it kind of opens my mind. I was like, okay, I think I'm an I'm a I'm a self-help addict, and uh, that 
invite me and it made me reflect to okay stop consuming and start applying and that changed a lot like that moved the company from having 500 students to really applying what we were learning to grow the community to more than 2000 at that point yeah yeah that, that's the difference it makes i mean you don't need to learn everything in order to to get the results you want the truth is if you actually just applied a couple of things really well and you learned those well you probably make a lot more progress i i've i've talked to some of my clients about that like are you learning just to check boxes are you learning to get gold stars are you learning because it gives you that warm and fuzzy feeling or are you learning because you actually have a goal and you have a result and this learning will help you get there because uh, if you're just learning for warm and fuzzy feelings that's totally fine and but you should acknowledge that <laughs> and you should realize yeah, yes. that, that's totally cool you can do that if you want but if you actually want to get results then that's not the right approach it's just not um i know for me i used to, as soon as i got the skill set i was very, i was totally the same way i was like wow i can learn so much faster now and it's actually fun i'm gonna learn everything and so i started to set myself like I'm going to read this many books this year, which a lot of people do that. And I think that's totally an okay thing to do. But for me, it was just to check boxes and to feel good about myself and to be able to tell people, Hey, I read 50 books this year. Isn't that cool? Or I read my, you know, and uh, I just kept trying to amp it up. And honestly, this year, I think I've read like maybe two, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I read a lot less, which is ironic, but I, I get a lot more out of it now. And I focus on that a lot more than I used to. And it's, it's so much um, I'm a witness that you have learned a lot this this year because things, well, I can openly talk about how grateful I am for you doing all, all the stuff that you're doing. You're a good example of, a, you're one of the, yeah, you're a good example of how a super learner can apply the stuff with direction. That's my hope. For sure. Is, you know, I, I think it would have been, you know, uh, a disservice to the people that I work with if I continued along that path, because I think that's a really bad example to set is like, look, I'm reading 15 books a week. You should do the same. Well, <laughs> probably shouldn't. <laughs> Maybe some people out there should. You probably shouldn't. You're probably going to burn yourself out. You're probably never going to be able to take action because you're too busy reading books. And, uh, yeah, I think that was a huge thing for me to learn. You know, it's, I shared this on my, my call with Jonathan the other day was, you know, if you want to learn three times faster, uh, the easiest way to do that is uh, focus on the one third of the book that you actually need to read and don't read the other two thirds. There you go. You just, <laughs> you just tripled, your, uh, tripled your reading speed. You just got through the book three times faster or something like that. Um, it's really true. It's, it's so much more about being able to discern what information is important and worthwhile and it's going to add value to your life than it is about getting as much information as you possibly can. Yeah. And I won't, I won't, I will let Eleanor go deep into this with with her chapter which is really good but uh but technically is just find a way to apply what you're learning that's the that's the best way just like you said just grab the wheel and push the gas like yep you don't need four more tires <laughs> <laughs> yeah four more tires to drive.
Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. I think Eleanor is actually going to be the next episode. So that'll be a perfect segue. <laughs> I'm going to get, get a chat with her pretty soon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I love her story. A good teaser her. for. Yeah. Teaser. A good teaser. Yes. That's perfect. great. Well, um, we don't have a ton of time left, but I, I feel like I can't end this episode without uh, touching on the fact that you're a father of triplets. And that's, I mean, there's got to be a whole <laughs> line of, <laughs> of lessons to be learned there. So uh, could you give us a crash course and, and share some information? What have you learned from that? <laughs> well, uh, what can I say? Like having triplets, if for those parents out there, you can imagine or you already know and experience where crazy thing is to have one child then having having three it's really crazy this is like this is so far the most challenging phase of my life like i said before but the good thing is that i have no way to compare like maybe if you have one baby and then you have three you already know what having one baby is then having three might be really difficult but in my case i just have my first three i'm not planning to have anymore so i know my life is really intense right now which i'm really I'm, i feel really blessed and uh, something that like when people ask me what i do it's like i'm a father that's the first thing I do. I'm I'm a father because all that I do is it's for them. And I'm looking like right now, it might sound a cliche, but I'm really looking forward for make this place, this world a better place for them. And uh, I believe that helping others is it's really good. And and just to put an example of how like I wanted I wanted to have a podcast because I've been really I've been a big fan of Jonathan's podcast and thanks to that podcast I start to listen so many podcasts so I was like mm, I would like to have one. What about? Okay, let's have when I when I when I turn uh, when I become a father I was like this is this is the thing because I was it's funny because I'm a stay home I'm a stay home dad and usually in the hospital or all the the mothers clubs or all the groups about parenting mostly are ladies there's moms and i'm the only guy at least in mexico it's not common it's not normal so i was the only guy so i had lots of questions and i figured the best way to reach out to professionals or, or people that i admire because being a super learner i've been able to read lots of books and lots of content in order to become a better parent <laughs> and uh uh, having a podcast is a good excuse to reach out to them and have a nice conversation and learn and help others. So if you, if some of the people is listening, if they speak Espanol or if they understand Espanol, they can go to padresproductivos.com and listen up. All right. I'll definitely link that in the show notes so people can find that. <laughs> Uh, and if people want to find you anywhere else, do you have any other spots you want to direct them if they want to learn more? I would suggest to go to the to my Superhuman Academy coach profile page. And um, otherwise, they can also go to raylopez.pro.pro or padresproductivos.com, either one. 
Awesome. Okay, well, just to wrap it up, I want to give you the opportunity. Do you have uh, a challenge to share with our listeners? We love to give people something to take action on <laughs> as we talked sure. about the episode. Sure. Actually, my my challenge would be to, if you find yourself, if, if something of the stuff that we just talked about resonates with you and you, found you, you find yourself like <clears throat> consuming lots of information, buying lots of courses, especially during these times where learning, e-learning explode, my invitation would be to take some time to reflect and think about what you really want and learn less and apply more. Mm-hmm grab just just uh, think about the last piece of content that you consume whether it's a chapter of a book where is a, a section on a on a on a course and make sure to write down one or two three things that you're going to apply this week or whenever you're listening to this that would be my challenge all right yeah so just to reiterate that go through if you have a backlog of courses or books or articles or something pick one of them and then take what three action one to three action items from that and actually take action yes awesome. start to grab evidence that you can you can achieve what you the the original thing that you had in mind when you bought that course or, or when you get that book awesome i love that and and though it might sound ironic, I think I think that's a, a reoccurring theme people are going to hear on this podcast from learning coaches is learn less, <laughs> learn less, apply more, um, and make sure that the quality of what you're learning is is there. Yes, that's that's so much more important than just filling your head with useless information, right? Just make sure to find those key key actions that are going to provide the most value to whatever you want to chip. Yep. And a good way to identify what those are, uh, if you haven't done this very much before, um, what scares you? What scares you the most? Yeah. Probably a good place to start. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Value heights. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's always super fun Too. to talk. Thank you. I always learn something. New, so. <laughs> Uh, we should definitely, definitely talk again soon. Sure. Thank you.